Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> Feels like I just saw you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Episode two. Wait down. <laughs> this is Trisha. And I'm Evangelist Lorianne, and we are kicking, kicking it, it with Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Anyway, so last week we talked about Noah. Hmm. That was a good episode. It was a good episode. We need faith like that. Oh. I know, I need faith like that. I keep saying it, but... <clears throat> so I was playing this game, right? Don't call it a game because it's not a game. <laughs> but it's what I do every morning, so... I don't do it every morning, but I did it. So I started last Friday after I read my Bible because I'm now I'm, do- I'm in like... <clears throat> I'm trying to learn the characters of the Bible. So I'm now starting over the Bible. I'm reading cover to cover, and I started in Genesis. And I'm just like literally reading and writing everything that I'm reading. So you're, you're, you want to learn the people of the Bible? I want to learn about the people of the Bible. Okay. Like I want to see their character. I want to, I want to see how God moved in their life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like So I've been doing that every morning. And then Friday, last Friday, whatever, I just like opened the book. I was like, well, I was done. So I was like, let's see what I opened to open up the book and I open to Matthew 7 13 Mm. okay we're gonna read it but then I just want to say that a couple days later I open the Bible and I was like well let's see what we're gonna get this time I open it and it's Luke 13 and as I'm reading Luke 13 I'm like what can it be I was like The same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> a couple days later. Yeah. Oh, man. So I think that it's just extremely relevant. And God, it wants to talk to you about yeah. it. It's definitely deep. I I personally like Luke's version better than... Um, Matthew. Better than Matthew. So for everybody listening, that's like, well, what is it? Matthew 7, starting in verse 13, it says, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is broad. That leads to destruction, and there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life, and few find it. Mm. If you jump down, it says in verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Mm. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. That's a deep one. Luke thirteen twenty-two says, He went through one town and village after another, teaching and making his way to Jerusalem. Lord, someone asked him, are there few being saved? He said to them, make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because I tell you, many will try to enter and won't be able once the homeowner gets up and shuts the door. Then you will stand outside and knock on the door saying, Lord, open up for us. He will answer you. I don't know you or where you are from. Then you will say, we ate and drank in your presence and you taught in our streets, but he will say, I tell you, I don't know you, and 
where you are from you are from get away from me all of you workers of unrighteousness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth in that place when you see abraham isaac jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of god but yourselves thrown out this is a this is a very sad this is very sad to me I'm going to read my version, it's the Amplified Version, verse 24 of Luke 13. Strive to enter through the narrow door. Force aside unbelief and the attractions of sin. For many, I tell you, will try to enter by their own works mm. and will not be able. Wow. <clears throat> wow, that's... <clears throat> Can I tell you how many people... And I, I, I just said this to someone. They asked me about somebody that they know committed suicide yesterday and said, what do you think about that? First, Jesus puts eternity in the hearts of men. I can't, I can't say who goes and who right. doesn't. But it, it's not a work issue. It's a heart issue. Right. You can work all you want. You can do all these things for Jesus. And when it's time, depart from me. I don't know you. Right. Because it was, it was like, he says, rend to me your heart. Give me your heart. And I just, I find it so sad that there are so many so many, especially in New England. We work as if God needs us. He doesn't need us. Right, right. He wants us. He wants you. <clears throat> he doesn't need you to work for him. He wants you to love him. Right. And I, fi I find this so... You know, I'm pretty sure Holy Spirit is really good at what he does. Right. Absolutely. Nobody had to tell me anything. Holy Spirit convicted me of sin. And it was to him I gave it. You know what I mean? Right. It's sad to me, Trisha. It's very sad, especially because there's so many people I feel. And, I, and you know, it's like, obviously this... This, I mean, this is to me what I, what I, this is my opinion. This is talking about people that say they're Christian. And that's sad to me because you're saying that you're Christian, but you don't know God. You don't know Jesus. You don't have that relationship with that him. intimacy. Right. Because if you did, you would be looking inward Come on. at who you are. And like, I need to change who I am. Like, I need Jesus to change me because I am a wretched person. And if we're not doing that, are we really walking with Jesus? Because really, Jesus is, wants you, he doesn't want you looking at everybody else. Come on. He wants you looking at yourself, focusing on him working in you. But isn't it, isn't it a matter of, I mean, because look at, it says, 
strive, strive to enter, strive. Mm. You have to put away, force yourself. Humility is one of those top things with faith. To be humble enough to say, I don't got the answers. Right. Jesus, I need you. I need you to come into my life and I need you to dictate to me your way. Because obviously my way isn't right. Right. The way that I think, the way that I live isn't right. Because I'm still stuck. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And it's in I think when he says narrow, it's because it's only Jesus. It's not Jesus plus equals. Right. I don't know. It's 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 a hard. You know this walk isn't easy. Right. It's a hard it's a hard walk. Not always, but most of the time. <laughs> yeah. She said, uh. Because yeah. it is, it's like, because you know, you get, you feel the conviction, like, oh, I shouldn't act like that, or I shouldn't Come be on. like that. Why do I keep acting that way? <clears throat> but it's funny because I, I'm reading <clears throat> the Apologetics Bible, and it, as I'm, <clears throat> we're talking about it, it, the article that's in it says, who are you to judge others? Come on. Because that's really what it is, is like, especially when we, we, become Christian, right? We're like, oh, this per oh, I believe in God now, so I'm able to, to point out everybody's flaws. Who said? Who gave you that authority to do that? I don't think that we realize that that's what we do until Jesus shines that light. But then we'll have Christians say, well, it says in the Bible, and we damage people more than we, we help them. Right. But it says in the Bible that we should go to our brothers and sisters. Because. Should we really? Should we really? Because our intention may be true. And we may be justified in our own sight. But the outcome of saying and doing what you're about to do, will the outcome be glorifying the person right. and Jesus or no? Because mm. I know a lot of people that have walked away from the church, walked away from Jesus because of man. I think that if we focus more on telling people what Jesus has done for us, and less on what Jesus can do for them. Again, and I think it's a humility thing. And that's a really hard pill to swallow. People... <clears throat> I find that adults are just like toddlers. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in... <laughs> what is a toddler going to do? They're not going to listen to you by what you say. They're going to listen to you by what you do. 
how your actions are. If you want to teach a child to be kind, be you have to be kind. Mm -hmm. You have to show kindness. You've got to be kind to them. You have to do all of that. You can't just say, you need to be kind and then be a totally Come different on. way. That's not how it works. Adults are the same way. They just have a little bit more of a brain development. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly telling them, well, you should do this and you should do that, but then you're living a different way, why don't you just show them what God has done for you? Why don't you show them by your actions on how you are? People are going to see that and want to be like, okay, this Jesus thing has to be real. Come on. A thousand percent I agree with that. You know? I think that we are a people that are so broken. We're so, so broken. And the longer I'm living, the more I see. And the more my heart breaks. You know, I don't... so wrong. We are broken people, and I just... I, <clears throat> I don't know if I should say this. I don't feel like God really ever says anything to me about anybody else, ever. Like, so-and-so, whatever. But I was watching a show the other day. Well, my kids were watching a show the other day. And on the show was a girl that is non-binary. What's that mean? She doesn't believe that she's a female or a male. Okay. So... And it's just a kid's <clears throat> sing-along show. Like they just sing sing songs, and she's but she's on that show, and there was a lot of controversy or whatever. Like to me, it's like whatever. She's not on there. She's just singing a kid's song, whatever. When I heard it, I went and was watching her, and I heard God say in my heart as I'm watching her on the TV, she's stuck at an age that she was hurt at, and that breaks my heart because a lot of these people that feel as though they don't know who they are are just hurting people because there's no way you can't think that you are something you're just nothing you're not just nothing you were created for something you know what i mean and there's so many people that i can see out there that are just pretending And I feel like that spirit is running wild of confusion. I don't know if it's... I think that comes out in... I mean, let's face it. Who and how we were brought up and how we put ourselves in places and spaces, how we allowed people to speak to us, treat us, fashioned and molded us into who we became. And then we get to a place where God shines a light on who we are. And now Jesus really wants to reach down and pull out things that we have buried mm. that molded us to be who we are and who we are is not so great. Right. Right? Right. So Jesus needs us to go back there and c confront 
who we are at that moment. Yeah. How we do that will thrust those people into Christianity or run from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so how we walk this thing out with Jesus Christ, how we even got on this subject, I don't, I don't know, but how we walk this thing out with Jesus Christ will depend upon all those people. Right. But I feel like, you know, what we do, and I don't mean this bad, I don't. And I only say this because again, you know, this young man that passed away from the demon of depression. You could clearly hear the pain in his final confession. His pain toward family, his pain toward this demon that had its grips on him mentally, emotionally, it, it literally had its, its grips on him. And he felt there was no, there was no hope. But also he said, God gave up on me a long time ago. He showed me who, like, who showed him? Right. Why are we not, instead of trying to shove Jesus down the throat of people, can we just love people? Just love them. Just love them. Right. Be a listening ear. And I, I'm going to say that because, you know, and if I get emotional, I'm sorry, but, you know, <clears throat> I just really feel in my heart that we just care only about ourselves. Yeah. And we're not taking time. And I just preached this Sunday to the church. We're not taking time to step back for a second and see and hear. Right. What are you really saying? Mm. Like, I hear you, but what are you really saying? Right. I see you, but do I really see you? Mm. That's right. Because... I mean, I mean, I I wrestled with Jesus. I don't even know this person. Yeah. I don't even know this person, but I am gonna tell you. And Trisha, I couldn't help it. I put myself in that shoes. I'm not doing my job right. I'm not. That demon of depression is real, man. And it is snatching people left and right. Like, Especially now. Time to die. That's the only relief you're going to get. That's a lie. Yep. It's a lie. And I just feel like nobody's... Can I just say, we're here. Mm. We're here. If you feel as if that is you and you are in this sea... Yeah. of depression, this sea of these thoughts and they're just raging inside your head, please, please reach out. Yeah. We will move heaven and earth to get to you. 
please. And never let the enemy think, make you think that nobody needs you or wants you here because that's far from the truth. And far from the truth. You would be missed immensely. For real. You know, it's sad. It sucks. It sucks that there's people that feel like there's no hope. It's like, I don't want to be somebody that doesn't tell somebody about Jesus. Come on. Because there is a narrow gate and there's a wide gate. There is a narrow door. There is a wide door. Whatever you want to call it, there are two different roads. And there is a road to, to peace and no. hope. And it's not in anybody but Jesus. But there is a road to destruction. There is a road that says you aren't wanted here. Yep. And those thoughts, look. They're real. They really are real. They really they are real. But they really are real from a from a demon. From a demonic that realm. That does not want any type of happiness he for you. He wants you to die. Right. You know. It says in the Bible that we fight against. We don't fight against flesh. We fight against principalities in high places. So these, some of these demons that come at you, and it feels like you're overwhelmed by all these thoughts. I mean, overwhelmed. Right. The Bible says that they're high ranking. Yeah. So the, these ain't no these ain't no little punk demons. These are high ranking demons. Ancient demons. That are good. Right. They're not. If what Jesus said is true, and I believe what he says, when Satan was created, how about that? Satan was created by God the Father. Mm. They're not equals. Right. When Satan was created, he was created the most cunning. Right. What does that mean? That means everything that he does, he knows exactly how to get you. Exactly how to get you. Right, Satan ain't no punk. He's not. Like he's we, not. We play like, oh yeah, like Satan ain't no punk. And he's been around for a very long time. And like, hell, let me tell you something. Those demons in hell, the third that he took with him, and all the others, let me say something. Don't think that it's complete chaos in hell because mm -hmm. it's not. It's very, very, very strategic. It's very, very point. Right. He's got everything locked down. He knows exactly what to do and how to do it. And he's very, very good at it. And this, listen... Sounds crazy. That's why weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Good morning. Because where you are right now won't always be where you will be. Mm. Right. Right. Give it a minute. Reach out. Give and it a minute. And don't let the thoughts be locked in your mind. Come on. Because that's where the enemy is going to torment you. Speak them out. Ground. Speak them out into Come the on. light. Because, and if you don't know, if you don't have anyone to speak them to, just say the name Jesus out loud over and over again because his name is powerful and by his name the demons have to flee. 
Hallowed be. Yo, I don't know, this just popped in my head. Hallowed be thy name. So in your small little apartment, mm. the moment you say Jesus, those demons have to run because they can't be in the same. Jesus steps into your little apartment and he says, I'm here. Take those, take that demon of depression captive and make it subject unto Jesus. Make it subject unto Jesus. I don't know how or why we got here, but you know, this is a beautiful, this is a beautiful squirrel moment because Trisha, I really feel in my heart that our world right now is full, full is. of people that are bound by depression, whether they want to admit it or not, and they don't know where to turn. Look, you, they hit us up. I'm not gonna throw Jesus down your throat. I'm right. not doing it. No, right. I am gonna talk to you. I'm gonna give you my phone number. I'm gonna have you call me. Let's talk. Cause you're not in this by yourself. Right. I, I. You're not in this and by yourself. And I just want to say, we're not gonna throw Jesus down your throat. No. But I am gonna pray. I am gonna pray, and I'm gonna. I. I'm not gonna throw Jesus down your throat, but there is a there is an answer. You know what I mean? There is hope. I I I was at a point not suicidal. However, I was at a point where I was extremely depressed, lonely, and anxious. I didn't like God. I didn't believe in Him. I believed in Him. I knew He was real. However, I thought He was a joke because you're gonna give me this life. This is the life you choose to give me. Okay, I'm good with you. I, I was an enemy of God. And then my eyes were woken up by his love. And there is hope. That loneliness that you feel can be replaced. And if the only thing that you can say is the name Jesus, then that's what you say. But don't give in to the thought of nobody wants me here and I'm I'm better off. Everyone's better off without me. Don't give in to that. Instead <clears> of thinking that, let that thought go in your mind and then out your mouth say Jesus. That thought comes in, come out your mouth say Jesus. Every time that I'm thought not, comes in, come out it. your mouth say Jesus. Because Jesus, every time you say that, that thought has to leave. That thought can't tempt your brain and in, in, encompass your thoughts, everything about you. It can't stay, it has to go. So fight it, battle it, because you are wanted here. Nobody wants you to leave. And for me, I want each person to enter the narrow gate with Jesus. I want Come you on. to know Jesus, not because of me, not because of a pastor you saw, or not because of your kids or your wife or your husband or whatever, because you deserve 
to know the love that Jesus has for you because he died for you, that he has this Holy Spirit power that he wants to fill you with. You understand? That's why I want to tell you about Jesus, not throw it down your throat because I just think that you're so beautiful and powerful that you deserve to have the Jesus that I know, that I hated Jesus and he loved me so much to keep knocking on the door. I find that as I read this, this letter that this young person sent, he sent this letter on Facebook and all these people messaged him immediately Did anybody call him? Did anybody get in the car and just fly over there? And I just, you know, man, it wrecked me. And I'm not, I don't even know this person. I don't know them at all. It wrecks me anytime I hear about suicide because that hits home for me. And I, you know, before. Deidre took her life July of 2019 I was in I was in California and I saw her and I saw how messed up she was from her friend committing suicide the month before she was just a mess and I remember sitting in that car with her and her telling me that she does she was crying her eyes out saying that she can't do this anymore I can't do this anymore Trisha and I felt God tell me to talk to her about Jesus and I didn't and there is a better way, even if it seems like there isn't. I want to tell everyone about Jesus because there is a narrow gate and a wide gate. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And we all have the choice to, to go to either one. And when we die, it's too late. It's too late then. You know, it, we got to wrap up, but there's a story in the Bible in Matthew, I believe it's in Matthew, about Lazarus and Abraham and the rich man. <clears throat> and the rich man dies. And he sees, sees Lazarus and Abraham. And he's like, Let, can you tell my family? not to come here or like la can you just send Lazarus to dip his finger in water come on. and Abraham's like no I can't once you're there <laughs> there's no way of crossing over that's you know they have a movie coming out I think October 26th after death and it's people that have died and come back. And not all of them go to heaven. And so watching this preview, the dude died in the hospital. 
and he's standing in the middle of the hallway and demons start coming toward him down the hallway. Mm-mm. He's like, where are you running to, oh, bro? Right? Where are you it's going? It's funny, but it's, it's not funny. Because, because there's no running. When bro. they have the right to your soul, because mm. everything depends upon now. You either accept that free gift or you don't. And the free gift is Jesus, man. And it's not that bad. Like, everyone makes it, you know, it's just... I think it's because they they think that you have to stop doing all this stuff. But again, then, then that falls into the category of you doing works and not Jesus doing it for you. Right. The thing is, is like, I saw a pastor say, like, some guy asked him, all right, pastor, if... it." Do I have to quit smoking before I come to Jesus? And the pastor's like, no. He's like, oh, you, you must not understand what I'm saying. Do I have to quit smoking marijuana before I come see Jesus? And he's like, no. Do you have to take it? Do you have to clean yourself up to get in the shower? No. You get in the shower because you're dirty. You go to Jesus because you're dirty. And when you go to Jesus and you're walking with Jesus, Come on. Jesus will then say, hey, probably shouldn't be doing that. And then you'll probably be on the same wavelength. You're like, yeah, you know what? I probably shouldn't be doing that. That's why you should go and you should hear the words so it falls on you. Right. And it washes you. I just said this to you today. It's like an onion. Come on. You're like an onion. Come on. When you go to Jesus, like, you just peel, he'll peel one layer, like the first layer off. And it's just like a... Not that big of a layer, not a big deal. Another layer is like, mm, not that big of a deal. And then he's going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And then maybe by the fifth or sixth layer, it's like, now it's like hard stuff. Come but on. he yeah. already did all those other layers where now you trust him, you know, and now it's the hard stuff that you have to, but you, he's already done that. So you know that you can trust him. You know that you're going to be okay. But now I can trust you with these really hard things, but now I've got to let you do them mm. because... Those really aren't making me a better person. Those things really aren't shining light for my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. Anyway. It's deep. Tangent. Tangent. Whatever. I'm sure someone's going to say something about that. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. That's anyway. Okay. Because if it just touched one person, then we did our job, man. You know, and you never know. We may not know what we're doing here, but Jesus, Jesus does, and that's all that matters. So if this podcast in particular touches one person, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, I pray that the blood would find them where they are, mm-hmm. and Jesus would touch them, that they would listen and they would call out the name of Jesus. And shut those thoughts down. Because they're not yours. The enemy just keeps feeding you, man. Right. And we're weak. Yep. Call on the name of Jesus, like Trisha said. Anyway. You want to pray? I can pray. Yeah, please. Jesus, we thank you for this podcast. We lift up every single listener that's listening to the sound of our voice at this moment. Or they're listening when a couple days from now, whatever. Jesus, I ask you to be very present 
be sitting in their car with them, be sitting beside them at their work, be sitting with them in their bedroom. I pray, Jesus, that you show them who you are. And I bind every thought, the depressive thought, the suicide thought, the anxiety. I bind it because you said that we can. I cast them back into hell where they belong. I ask you to give them peace in their mind. Show them who you are. Show them what you're capable of. And show them that they are extremely loved by you. I ask you, Jesus, to just hold on to each and every listener. Give them power. And I pray that the seed is planted and that you water it. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, until next time. We are just kicking it with Jesus. God bless you guys. <laughs>